0: Would you stand with me as I welcome you all and read from God's Word? I'm going to read from Psalm one hundred and thirteen. That's our Psalm today. By the way, today is a checkpoint. If you're walking through the Psalms, we have your Pizza Ranch gift certificates at the welcome desk following the service. We're at Psalm 113, and the Bible says, Praise the Lord. Yes, give praise, O servants of the Lord, praise the name. Of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forever. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. For the Lord is high above the nations, his glory is higher than the heavens. Who can be compared with the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? Now, check this out in verse 6. He stoops to look down. That's a key word that's going to come out in my message later today. He stoops to look down on heaven and on earth and he lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump he sets them among princes even the princes of his own people he gives the childless woman a family making her a happy mother praise the Lord will you bow your heads with me as we begin our service this morning in prayer father we thank you for the opportunity to gather together thank you for a full house of people who are here to worship Jesus Christ Father, I pray that our hearts would be in a posture of worship, ready to receive what it is that you have to say today, ready to respond and put these things into action. We pray for your guidance, for your leading, and Lord, we ask that you would search our hearts and cause us to grow in our relationship with you. Father, we also lift up LifeGate as they're closing their service at this time. We pray for a powerful response to the word that was presented there in Humboldt. We thank you for that ministry. We thank you for Pastor Niles and Joan and the many people that are a part of that congregation. We ask for your blessing now. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, will you turn to Matthew chapter 7 and then also James chapter 1. We're going to bounce from one of those passages to the other during this message. <clears throat> My message this morning is entitled, You Need the Rock. And the, uh, the theme or the, the message from the SOS Puppet Ministry was that we are to weather life's storms. And I wanted to follow that up by saying the only way that you can do that... <laughs> is if you have a life that's built on the rock. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, and he finishes this sermon with this particular story, this illustration of two builders that build their house on two different types of foundation. Now, many of you have probably heard this before. And my hope this morning is that even if you've heard this story a hundred times, today there's something new in this that you can apply into your life. Jesus says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rains descend and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock." But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. And that's how Jesus wraps up the Sermon on the Mount. Whoever hears my words and puts them into practice is like someone who builds their foundation as rock but the person that hears these words and does not put them into practice is like someone who's got a foundation of sand and I want to compare and and sort of contrast these two particular types of builders and you have the wise and you have the foolish and I want to compare them for a moment the first thing you need to know is they both heard the word And just to level the playing field to compare all of you, I want to just tell you right now, you are all hearing God's word. I don't care who you are. If you can hear me right now, you're hearing God's word this morning. I just read from it. I'm going to read from it a little bit later. You're hearing God's word. The wise man and the foolish man both heard the word. The other thing to compare for both of them is that they've both experienced storms. They both experience storms. Let me level the playing field one more time. I don't care who you are, you are going to walk through storms of life. They're going to happen. How many of you have ever walked through a storm? Okay. We're all going to walk through storms of life. Whether you're the wise or the foolish, the storms will come. And I want to take a moment when I say that to understand if we're all going to go through storms of life, don't ever mistake the presence of a storm means that God is absent. Don't ever mistake that the presence of a storm means that God is absent. They were singing that sunshine song with the temptations. There's a temptation to think that when there's storms going on, you think where's God and you begin to doubt him and you question him and all these thoughts start to go through your mind and when that starts to happen the foundation gets a little shaky the other thing to note about sunshine is even when the clouds cover believe it or not the sun is still shining I just might not be able to see it as clearly don't ever mistake that the presence of a storm means that God is absent as I contrast these two the wise and the foolish I want you to know only one applied the word only one of them applied the word the wise one applied God's word and the difference is revealed in the midst of the storm they both built but the difference of the structure and the foundation Comes through when the storms of life come. A couple weeks ago, we were watching HGTV. How many of you ever tuned in on that channel? And they have these beach houses, and they're like several hundred thousand dollars. And then it's funny because the couples are saying what they do for a living, and you're like, seriously, how are you making this much money? You know, you're a basket weaver. I don't understand how you can make that much money. But they showed this beach house, and I leaned over to Brian and I said, that's going to be destroyed by a hurricane the next time. You know, I mean, it's just like made out of toothpicks. You just saw the foundation, and then I'll I'll take you to a, a place in Maine where Brady and I have been before, and you just watch these lighthouses that are sitting on rocks, and you watch these waves come in and crash against, and it's just an, I mean, a, an amazing sight to see. And you think, day after day, week after week, year after year, those waves are just crashing, but yet there it stands. There's a difference in the foundation. The storms of life have a way of revealing our true foundation. And you'll notice that sometimes when you watch people go through trials you think, how are they the way that they are? How are you able to stand firm in the midst of everything you're walking through? You can see a testimony in the midst of the storm. That's why it's so important to have the right foundation. I had you turn to two passages. Now flip with me to James chapter 1. If you find Hebrews, that's a little bit bigger book. Keep flipping. The next book is James. James chapter 1. And I want to pick up in verse 22. James says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. Before I read verse 25, I want to break this down for you. If you hear the word of God this morning and you do not apply it into your life, you're going to forget it. Essentially, that's what James is saying. You shouldn't be hearers only. And when you think just showing up to church and listening to God's word is where it's at, the the Bible says straight up, you are deceiving yourself. If you're not going to apply this into your life, what's the point? Right? He's like, you're deceiving yourself. You need to bring application into the equation. It's not just about hearing God's word. It's about doing it. Now let's look at verse 25, and this is my application for the message this morning. James says, but he who looks into, I'm going to come back to that, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. He who looks into the perfect law. My application first point is this. If you're listening today to God's word, continue to lean in. That word, lean into, it essentially means to, to stoop. Now, remember the very first passage I read this morning? Okay. When we lean into God's Word, there's, a, there's an effort, if you will. We're, we're saying, I want to be fed. I'm going to God's Word because I know He's going to speak to me. And I know there's something He has for me. We lean into that. If you open going, I don't know, see where we go. Lean into it. If you look in to the Word, that's the first point. The second point of application, if you get the first part, then continue in it. Continue to lean into God's Word. It's not just a Sunday morning for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. We're going to lean in. It's like, how about Sunday afternoon? Sunday evening? What does Monday look like for you in God's Word? How about Tuesday? Are we continuing to lean into God's Word? If you're only getting fed for 20 minutes a week, the storms of life are going to knock you flat. Continue to lean into God's word. The last piece in this that kind of really helps cement the foundation is you do the word. James says, do it. And if you're not doing it, you're deceiving yourself. You think you're doing religious things, but that is not the heartbeat of God. You don't just hear it, you apply it. You do the word. And you walk in obedience. That is how the foundation of the rock begins to be built. When you build your life on Christ and you apply these things into your life. I know I've used this illustration before and it's kind of silly, but imagine if Brady had a honeydew list for me, which she just bought me this little notepad that says a honeydew list, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. And so everything that I need to do will be written on that probably on Mondays. And uh, so, anyways, if she wrote on that to do list and said, here's what I want you to do, and I took that sheet and I said, I got my honeydew list, and one of the items is do the dishes. Okay, how many of you do dishes? How many of you just got elbowed by whoever you're sitting next to? Okay. How many of you should do di- Okay, I'm not gonna go there. But you have your honey-do list and do dishes is on it. And I come back to Brady and I said, Brady, I memorized what you wanted me to do. You want me to do the dishes. What's, she, what's her reaction? Oh, that's nice. But maybe I didn't do them but I memorized it. I said, you said to do the dishes. How about that? A little memory work. (laughs) So I go back and I'm like, you know what? I need to kind of maybe look at this again because obviously I didn't get it right there. So I host a bunch of guys over to the house. And we all sit down and we look at the honey-do list and I go, guys, one of the items is do the dishes. And so we all start talking about what it would look like if I actually did the dishes. We're like, man, if I actually applied that, look what would happen. I mean, I'd get dishes done and all that. And I come back to Brady and I said, Brady, I hosted some guys over. We got around the table and we were talking about what it would look like if I did the dishes. Is she going to be happy with that? No, it's in the application. You know, sometimes we can memorize scripture, but if we're not actually applying it into our lives, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. You have to apply it into your life. You can host all kinds of small groups, Bible studies, you name it. If you're not actually applying God's Word into your life, you are deceiving yourself. Straight from James. You've got to apply the Word into your life. Sometimes people don't do this because they just haven't truly thought about it. Like they're like, they just haven't taken the time to really understand the perspective of life and go, is there a purpose to what I do day in and day out? And like I said before, the storms of life will reveal what you're building your life on. And if you are thoughtless and you are careless about your foundation, again, you will be laid flat. I want to back up to verse 21. And right now I'm going to speak to anybody in this room that's listening that you may not have a relationship with Christ. I'm speaking to you right now. This is James chapter 1 verse 21. James says, "Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls." Right before that, he says, "Lay aside all the filthiness And the overflow of wickedness. James says if you want this foundation, you've got to leave your life of sin. And you need to pursue the ways of Christ. And if you've not done that, I'm here to tell you right now, you are not saved. You need to live for the Lord. I wanna stop right now and pray for anybody that maybe the Lord is prompting you to respond to that very thing. So will you bow your heads with me right now as we pray? Father, it's, it's possible that somebody, something inside of them is telling them they need to respond to Christ. And I know that's the Holy Spirit at work. They've watched the puppets, they've sang songs, but when the word of God was presented There's something inside of them that's burning that said, I want that. I want to live for God. I'm leaving my life of sin, and I'm going to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, just simply pray with me in your heart and just say, Jesus, I want to invite you into my life. But I recognize I need to leave my life of sin. And so I want to walk away from that, and I want to pursue you. And I ask for forgiveness of my sin cleanse my heart make me a new person and help me to walk in obedience to you today i want to make you my lord and my savior now with every head bowed and eye closed if you just prayed that with me right now to receive christ in your life will you just simply lift your hand for me thank you anybody else Thank you. You just prayed to receive Christ. Simply lift your hand. There's no shame in this. If you meant that and you prayed it, simply lift your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Lord, as we just thank you for that moment where you've invited people in, a fellowship and a relationship with you. We give you all praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name, amen. This is my last point for all of us in this room. It's a natural response in the midst of the storm to have fear. I don't care who you are, I don't care how long of a Christian you've been, I don't care how old you are any of that the natural response to the storm is fear it's natural and Satan can do a lot with fear he can isolate people he can paralyze people in their walk he can overwhelm people fear has a way of crippling people in the midst of the storm and if you're a follower of Christ and you're in his word and you're applying this into your life Don't ever forget that your foundation is not natural, it's supernatural. So while fear is the natural response, our God is supernatural. Another way to think about this is we should stop dwelling on how big the storm is and start dwelling on how big our God is we're gonna close with this song of response and there's a line towards the end of the song that simply says I am standing on the rock and in a room with this many people it's possible that some of you are walking through some storms of life right now and in a symbolic way when that line starts to be sung during this song I just invite you To stand right where you're at and just think, I am saying today, I'm going to stand on the rock of Christ. Will you play that song?
1: Darkness tries to roll over my bones. When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own. When brokenness and pain is all I know. Oh, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be.
0: Make this your prayer, right here. Make this your prayer. Father, we thank you that we can stand on Christ you're our anchor no matter the storms or the trials or tribulations the distress that we go through we can stand on that rock and we know that you're gonna hold us firm so father for all of us who are listening right now It's very possible there's storms we're walking through this minute. There could be moments this week. Whatever it might be, help us to keep the perspective. I'm going to stand on the rock. Father, we thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.